Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionised over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Being a gang member or gangbanger is not being anti-anyone. It's about being pro-your friends. That's will make you do all the shit you do. Call me. Call me. <laughs> oh, shit. What that 40 yak tastes like? Do oh, you taste man. the one that's that thing? It tastes like Pepsi now, because that shit scared the fuck out of me. But I think it was. I think... It's just a little chilled. It's not that big a deal. No, nah, it's cool. You can but... put it in the freezer. It'll do the same thing. A little higher viscosity. Um, wait, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Wait, viscosity. Okay. Like, it, I used to put tank ray number 10 in the freezer. It would never freeze, but it would pour out like Valvoline. <laughs> yeah, that shit. That nigga's I'm like, afraid of all yeah, 40 Yeah, get liquors. thick. I don't know why oh, I do yeah. that. It's be, you know why? It's because it's getting closer to freezing and certain elements of it do freeze because you're below. Like, it's it's obviously like it, with cognac is 40% alcohol, so there's a large percentage of water. Yeah. So if you put it in the freezer... The water's gonna start to freeze. The alcohol's gonna get in the way. So, like, it's the case with anything. Hotter and colder impacts, you know, density per square inch or for or cubic inch rather. Sure. So that's kind of the process there in real time. So what's one? So, so yak is forty percent in alcohol. What's tequila? Forty. Most all of them are forty. There's some whiskeys and some gins that are above that, but standard is eighty proof, forty mm-hmm. percent alcohol. Forty percent. Like people who don't. When I say people who don't know what they're talking about, we'll call we'll call them women. <laughs> women, <laughs> women. When I say people that don't know, what we'll women act women. like, oh, I can't drink tequila because tequila's too strong. Give me some cognac, bitch. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a problem? I'm sorry that forty percent in one glass and forty percent in another class happens to be the same thing. I I'm, I didn't make the rules. Man. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I, I swear I love you, bro. Yeah. I, yeah. I genuinely do. <laughs> I got seven fans now, up from three. Man, Say you up. To... You up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You that didn't I'm make sense proof. to them either. They, they still proof. don't understand what you meant. My seven fans knew what the fuck I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn right. Yeah, but we start at seven. <laughs> Next week, it'll seven. be 14. That's right. Then you be washing lettuce. Then, <laughs> <you fry>. <laughs> <laughs> then that's when you make assistant manager. We're going from 
And that's when the big bucks are running the whole goddamn franchise. Can't say shit to me. Nah, P be killing it. Charlamagne be talking. That's why I know you, you fucking it up because he be talking about you. Oh, I feel like that man. man hates my fucking guts. He doesn't. I, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But you know, if, some, <laughs> if any of my partners will hate you, it'd probably be Van. Mm. And I don't think me Van, and Van are not going to get along. Yeah, but I don't think Van is like he's never said, "Yo, gee, I don't fuck with P." But he would be kind of the person I would think that would be if somebody was like, "Man, Pete, man, he just too saucy." I think. Naturally, it's always going to be a thing where you in these conversations and, you know, I, but I think a white person should have space in the conversation because this is America. Most I didn't good. ask for the conversation. The conversation asked for me. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Uh, maybe I, I overshot it a little bit there with that. But there that's, not, that's, not, that's not totally there that you go. true. You didn't though. land on Plymouth Rock either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Plymouth Rock landed on me. <laughs> All right. So, no silliness. Right, me and Pete, SP, Mook, Uncle Mook back up in this motherfucker. Shit. He added. All hell, the king is back. The king is back. The king was gone. The king is back. He has came back on his loyal peasants. Man, we were run by the Jokers. The Jokers were running the kingdom. Presence. You know what it was like? You remember Robin Hood men in tights when when Prince John? Was running England while King Richard was away from the Crusades. Yeah, I remember. It's funnier remember Robin story. Hood men in tights than the real sure, reality. Sure. But yeah, yeah. But, but it's yeah, funny. It, it's like now. That's the movie with King Carrie Richard Hill. is back from the Crusades. <laughs> King Richard. Hey, he's about he to bang is, all hey, your wives. Is, so hey, have fun. Hey, thank you, Pete, for that one, man. I appreciate it. That was a good visual. Thank you. Right. <laughs> men in tights. Thank we're you. Men, yeah. men. Yeah. We're men in tights. I like that movie when that I was Dave Chappelle. Me too. I remember that shit. Dave Chappelle. First, Dave Chappelle was in that field. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was like, you on the east side. No, he was. No, he wasn't. No, no, John. He was a he nigga was, uh, trying to guide. He was the more. He was Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he was Morgan Freeman. Oh, That's right. Freeman. He was like, you on the east side. Now you're on that side. <laughs> See, like, man, you ain't got to do this. You ain't got to no, fight this guy. Do this. This. No, That's yeah. really black people too. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel all the time. Be like, bro, what are we really? What's really going on? But I blame the yak. Yeah. <laughs> Back then they was drinking probably rum or some kind of Man, bourbon. Scotch. Yeah. Scotch. Scotch. Like whiskey. Scotch, whiskey, shit like that. And that's what makes people and just ale. fight all the time. The yak. The prequel. Black the people yak. is the yak. Particularly right. in gang banging, it's the yak. The yak. Yeah. <laughs> it is the yak. We'll get you killed. Fa- the yak. Bro, what I realize about gang banging, right, is how many people outside of it is clueless. It could be somebody that's close to it. But they have no idea. That's me. Right. I'm saying you far still. Like you still technically kind of far. I got homies who grew up around the way, feel me, that just didn't necessarily subscribe. And they have no idea. And they be like, Glasses, man, you just, man, you, I'm, what kills me is how people really think it's about the street sign and the bandana. Mm-hmm. That's the weirdest thing in the world to me. Because I'll be like, I'll be online talking to somebody, like, and somebody will call themselves trolling me and be like, you're a fucking gangbanger. You know, you kill black people for a living. And I'm like. For a living? That's what they that, think it is. That's like a mercenary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I don't know what the fuck King is doing. And <laughs> that's because him. He not runs focused on the live. kingdom. He's in charge. He focused on he everything else world. except doing the show. Yeah. No, I got your guys. It's all equalized. Don't worry. So. All equal. <laughs> all That's equal. all we've ever Everybody's asked us to all be equalized. Exactly. I don't know why you you saw racism that fast. It was equalized. Bam. Wow. <laughs> you should be the engineer for the world. 
Oh, <laughs> so no. the idiots though that's 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 saying this stuff about gangbanging, they're usually coming from the internet, right? Like, not not because homies in the hood, they might not know some shit, but at least they're not gonna say you kill motherfuckers for a living. Well, this is the weird part, right? Um, the simple perception is like, let's say if somebody became a sixty, mm-hmm. right? They became a neighborhood rolling sixties. If you didn't grow up, you know, in the ass or in the fronts so or in Arlington or near or in Corona areas. or Ontario no, 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 or no, Fresno no, or Reno, because you go too far. Let's just Sorry. focus just in, in <laughs> the initial areas of the sixties, right? The fronts, the fronts, right? <laughs> Which is off of Western, you know, Western and and, and Florence, right? That's the fronts. Then Arlington, right? Arlington off of Florence down. That's the Arlington, the AG niggas. That's mm-hmm. their little clique in mm-hmm. the 60s. Mm-hmm. And then the Avs, right? That's between Arlington and Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. You know, between uh, Slauson and Florence. That's the Avs. Then you cross over, right? You got Brownhurst and a couple mm-hmm. other small cliques before you get to Overhill, right? Which goes all the way to Overhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Crenshaw to Overhill. And they're the ones who are really good off the tee and pretty decent on the green. And will murder your ass, too. They're just yeah, crazy. Yeah. I have no, they just yeah. aren't. <laughs> but, but what kills me, right, so back to this point, right? So it's a confusion. Yeah, Pete ain't shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look, retarded, man. Yeah, because that's, that's like a real thing He's that they take it personal and right, shit. Right, right. Now you're going to funny, nigga. This is what happens when we're supposed to record at 11 and you let me drink till 3. Ha, ha, ha. You got jokes, huh? You got jokes, huh? Say so. So, no, don't do it. They want to kill me over three or four girls a week anyway. Yes, but this is different. This is different. This shit different. Look, okay, look, because you fucking it up. So look, so back to let me finish teaching. Y'all fucking it up. So Western Florence, right? That's the front hood 60s. Yeah. That's the front of the 60s. Right? The Arlington niggas, right? That's off Arlington, right off Florence between Slauson. That's the Arlington niggas. They call it the AG. Between Arlington and Crenshaw, Slauson and Florence is the Abs. Right? Then once you cross Crenshaw, right, you have Brownhurst, a couple small streets and stuff like that. Back there, right, it's the Overhills. Mm-hmm. So it's a confusion, right, that if you're from over there, um, do me a favor, King, could you turn off the AC? So To, the to right, validate right. the dedication that we have as content creators, cutting out the AC to better improve your sound quality as listeners. So don't ever say we're not in this for you guys. <laughs> right so what it is is this is what people think people think to be a 60 the culture of being a 60 is wearing a blue bandana a seattle hat right or or a yankee hat mm-hmm. and beefing with the a trace mm-hmm. people think a part of gangbang culture is beefing with somebody mm-hmm. so if you from a trays, I think they think the culture to somebody to me who don't understand what being a tray is about, they would think the culture is, oh, we beef with neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. That's not what the culture is on gangbang, and it's not who you war with. You know, being who you are is why you end up warring with them. You know, the experiences is why you end up in a war with somebody, right? So, like, if you born in America. Imagine some kid being born in America and he just wake up like, fuck Russia. Like, yeah. because at one time, America had, 
you know, disagreements on lifestyles with Russia, per se. Like, it's kind of a silly concept. Like, that's not... Um, they try to turn gangbanging into Hatfield and McCoys. Like, you don't... The reason the 60s beef with the A-Trades, it wasn't always like that. It was because somebody that they all loved, even A-Trades love, got killed in the middle of a fight. And he got killed by somebody who didn't grow up in A-Trade or 60 culture. He was somebody that was from somewhere else. It came over there, and they allowed him to be a part of it. And when a fight happened, something that's simple, he didn't understand the dynamics between the neighborhoods, between the, the two the two areas, the two uh, tribes. And he went too far and killed somebody. And it, the person was a beloved person, right? Uh, Tyrone, which is this legendary dude from Sissy's name is Big Rick. It's his younger brother. That created the spiral that became was labeled as the worst, you know, the first or worst crib war in history. Got you. Because somebody who everybody loved got killed. And then after that, you know, you, you, you poverty, right? You got poverty in the middle of a capitalistic society, right? So people don't know when you poor and your shit is fucked up, you don't know how to deal with your emotions correctly. You don't come up all the time with amicable solutions. You know what I mean? It becomes very uh, triggering. And so, quit dogging capitalism because poor socialists be killing each other at a higher rate. The poverty is the poverty, yeah. period. You know what I'm saying? But, but what I'm saying is I just gotta do here in the middle of it. Because yeah. it's not an attack on capitalism or, or socialism. It's, I'm saying. It's, a, it's, a, it's survivalism. Yeah. Well, you stick poor people around, like, you know, poor people in the center. And, like, if you from where we from, right, if yeah. you go north, you're going to run into wealth. You go west, you're going to run into wealth. You go east, you're going to run into wealth. You go south, you're going to run into wealth. Of course. So you kind of in this pool of poverty. Not and again, poverty compared it's to all relative, but sure, it's, sure, it's relative, but it's comparative. Okay, so now, so when a person gets killed, right? So when Tyrone gets killed, mind you, these are people. First off, they kids. You know, even the oldest people, Rick and them, I think at that time was probably twenty two, twenty three, yeah, twenty four. Tyrone wasn't even uh, eighteen, a legal adult. So you got all these kids right now. They're part of four nations. They're part of four nations. Four nations. There's no elders. Four nations. And now they're in a, in a, in a, uh, a crisis you know, before war. How do you come up with an amicable solution at that point? And they couldn't because somebody got killed. Their solution was, hey, we just want justice for the person who killed Rick. Mm -hmm. Which is, excuse me, who killed Tyrone, which is Rick's little brother, who's not 18. So they go to them and say, hey, man, we want the guy who killed Tyrone. That's justice. The problem is the A-Trays didn't really know dude. They didn't know where he was at. You know, he could have been on a run at that point. You know, he did something wrong. They didn't even know how to find him. See, gangbanging in his... In its, in its true stages, is about knowing the per your homie's mama. Yeah. Like, gangbanging isn't the drive-by. Gangbanging is what makes you do the drive-by. The love you got for the person or the situation that hurts you, you know, the fact that you put your ego and your reputation first because, really, that's all you have. That's all you got. It's your most prized possession. So you put that first, 
And that becomes everything you protect. That's what you build and everything because you can't really build a portfolio. You don't have access to the opportunity unless you're intelligent to think your way out of this this bowl of poverty first. Most people don't have that. You know, people, mom on drugs, shit, just crazy. So, you know, it's not a ton of opportunities. You can't look and figure out how you could be a productive member of society. Why don't you guys go apply significant pressure to the longshoresmen? Uh, there's a lot of people that got that. And that's really what should be happening. And the Screen Actors Guild. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Like P-Stones, 40 schools, all those guys over there you know should be applying that? pressure to the, to the SAG. And, but you and, know who do that? So SAG is Screen Actors Guild. It's yeah. like the Actors Union. Mm-hmm. So, But that's what the Mansfields do. 
the Mansville make their presence felt in Hollywood. So mm. most of the Mansfields have a relationship with a ton of people in the music industry, a ton of the actors because they close. So I give D Matt and them credit because that's what they do. T Money and credit. Like what's it called? Dodge City. Everything from from probably you guys down to Dodge City. Dodge City should, for sure should, should be should, should have their thumb on. I, because if you look at it like that's what the mafia does. Exactly. Like like my guy, probably a great uncle or whatever, but I, like a made guy in my family who was in the L.A. family who I like was, that made guy because that's I tell people all the time I'm a made guy. And that's that's true. Scripture. And I think part of the difference between what you talk about with <laughs> ahead, like no, no, hold on, hold on, because I'm laughing. Go, but start saying it's again. not. It's not. Imp- no, serious. It's not though. improper. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't live down there. Yeah. You know, they just existed down there. Like my my grandpa when he had the, the Ready Mix company, got a contract to build, God knows what down there. Probably like some giant concrete platforms for offshoring imports and shit sure, like that and, he, and he's and he's a micromanager and he goes down there and is like who the fuck are these jackasses over here playing cards i'm paying 80 dollars an hour to oh they're on the payroll you can't ask about them you know and it's the same deal this is probably five years after like some guys were shaking him down, bringing pictures of my mom and my aunts to his office saying like, oh, you have some beautiful daughters. It'd be a shame if something happened to him. You know, so like you, the, like the meeting in Appalachia, that yeah, thing. My grandma paid for all the airfare for that because Uncle Jack bailed out that situation. So the Appalachia meeting is the meeting of the mafia bosses. Yeah. So that's the case y'all speak And back when L.A. had a family that was at least enough to get their foot in the door. They had to be small. Yeah. But what they did when where they made their money was when there was longshore beef in the fifties with uh in the nineteen fifties for for contracts and all that shit. When sure. the port was, was going from being a little thing to a big thing. Yeah. Well now all the guys who work at the longshores, men are all from neighborhoods like where you were from or where other yeah. guys near you were from. You know, I'm just saying. I'm not advocating I, anybody does something. No, but, but this, Pete, but, but back up. So, right. So I'm going to get to that because that's important. But listen to this. So, right. They don't know how to come up with these. They don't come up with amicable solutions. Right. They yeah. they can't get the person justice on them. And what happens is it becomes a bunch of people pr- protecting ego and reputation. So then the next thing happens, somebody goes too far because they want to show or they are so emotionally moved that they do something to somebody out of like a, yeah. a blind rage. And I think there's two other elements that you discussed a second ago, and I don't know if they slipped over the listeners' heads because I'm not a listener, so I don't know what the hell's going on in their heads. Sure, sure. But one of which being the guy really wasn't from there and the other which being a lot of young people involved. That, with, and that's the key with gangbanging in general yeah, in this emphasis. In this emphasis. With, with the made man concept, they know every goddamn last thing about you and your family and where they can find you at any time and the people running the calling the shots are, are are grown men but but this is and that's what that's what's important right so what makes it this is the problem and this is why I want to talk about gangbanging right is because real gangbanging is about knowing each other's family mm-hmm. that's what gangbanging is about like there's a confusion that gangbanging has some negative tag well outside of the the willingness to commit a crime or committing crimes to advance your agenda, because that's what all being a gang member, a group of people willing to or that is committing crimes to advance their agendas. Yeah. So, yes, in that theory. Right. But 
the the shooting is not the gang banging. Everybody shoots. Niggas was shooting before gang banging was a thing. People shoot because that's how they decide that they want to dispense justice or whatever they're using it for to advance their own agendas. Whatever it is, whether protection, whether it's whatever, don't even matter. Enforce interests. Whatever, just to enforce interests. Whatever it is. So back to that stuff with the six and eight trade. So right, this is how it happens. And next, you know, somebody gets shot that I love over this. Okay, so now we got to do something. So now next thing you know, you have back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And uh, what once was a solid bond amongst tribes turned into, you know, one of the worst robberies in Los Angeles, period. Mm -hmm. So the problem in that itself was that the nigga that was from A-Trey or that was claiming A-Trey that shot Tyrone is not a nigga that grew up in the culture of being an A-Trey. So he didn't know the bond that shared with the 60s. Yeah. My boy Bad C was telling me a story. I'm going to get back to that point after this, the point you were saying um, about how the, how the uh, mafia would do a tours for business interests, which changed their fortunes. But my boy Bad C, one of my partners, he's from Hollywood. Dope, brother. Man, real smart young nigga. Cold. <sighs> um... It has something to do with the little dude that got killed that was claiming families, you know, that everybody keep mistaking was the guy that did something to Nipsey Murrow. This wasn't the guy. Right. He, um, him and the guy that did something to Nipsey Murrow, they knew each other. They was from the same section of, they were claiming the same area. Mm -hmm. um, at one time, he had to be from Hollywood or he knew something about the Hollywoods. I don't know the definition, so I don't want to get deep into it, but that's not the important part. The important part was C was telling me a story where they had some dudes that they had bring to the neighborhood. Somebody brought them to the neighborhood, some of their homies, and they end up putting them on the neighborhood. But they didn't grow up in Holly. And Holly is a real, Hollywood, Contaparu, is a real tight-knit community. Like, they are really family and friends, like the hood, like my neighborhood. It's tough. You really grow up with each other, and they're small, so they have to stick together. Well, if you know their history, you know the Looters Parks, the Hollyhoods, and the Am I mean, excuse me, and the Limes are family. They're like one gang, even though they're all separate entities. To everybody outside, they're one gang. They all grew up with each other. They families. They all family related. And if you grow up in the culture that is being a Hollywood nigga or being a Lutus Park nigga or being a, 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 a Lime Hood nigga, you know that. Even niggas like me, I grew up, you know, mom's house is 10 minutes away, but I've been down there so much. I know the culture of being with them, how they get down. They had guys that come over that got courted on their gang and was representing their gang, but didn't grow up in the culture. So they had an issue where they wanted to start a war over something with some of the dudes that they were clicked with, like their people, because they don't have that same bond. I think it was the limes, and, and they don't have that same bond. They don't have the same bond. They don't know. They're just claiming a street sign. They're just having a bandana. And again, the point I keep making about this is because if you think being a part of the gang is being anti-somebody, that you missed the fucking point. It's not being a gang member or gang member is not being anti anyone. It's about being pro your friends. That's what make you do all the shit you do. 
It's being pro your partners. What make you risk your life and throw your life away is your love you have for, you know, your partner. My boy Dewan just got married. I've been knowing Dewan. He was sorry seven. For him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I don't know the man. So I'm, I've been knowing Dewan for thirty years. Brother Dewan, condolences. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Much love and respect, man. So. My boy, <laughs> no, my boy man. works off. No, no. listen, <laughs> he go hear this. He go roll. My boy <laughs> walks off seven years. Oh man, feel me in prison. Stay solid. Don't tell nothing. Nah. Feel me. He come home. He been home a year. We hadn't seen each other. Oh, oh, oh that's how you had missed the podcast last week, right? We hadn't seen each other. Mm. Much love. Yeah. He walked off seven or eight. That's right. That's right. And came home for a year. We hadn't seen each other, but okay. he wanted me to be at his wedding. Yeah. He said, hey, "Jimmy, you got to come to my wedding. You got to come to my wedding." I'm like, man, I got you. Yeah. I got you. He's like, man, for real, man, it's going to mean a lot to me. I hadn't even seen this motherfucker since he'd been home a whole year, and I missed him the whole time he walked off that time. I hadn't seen him then. So I make sure I go. I wear a dicky suit, fresh press, tailored down. My friends are some gators, some blue gators, some Stacey Adams gators. I don't even got the clothes for it. Let me borrow that. Right, but I still look like every bit of the loke I was supposed to, and as sharp as the right. Gensu knife I was supposed to. <laughs> so when I show up, right, I sing. He smiles like he lit up. Yeah, big smile. Feel me? I could see he was just so happy. Benji, I'm glad you came. I'm like, nigga, you know I'm not gonna miss this for the world. I knew that nigga for thirty years. Yeah. That nigga yeah. has been my partner for. 30 years. We excuse me, we've known each other for 30 and we've probably been partners for over 20. Yeah. Feel me? So did you do I, your duty? No, let me finish. So I seen, feel me, we chopping it up, and I'm just so happy. You know what I mean? He looked, man, he looked sharp, looked good, looked healthy. So I'm like, man, my boy, good. Yeah. So we go, we chilling, we go outside to set up for the little wedding, everybody's sitting down, or they starting to sit down, and me and the homies, we all standing up, chopping it up, catching up. Certain homies drive in, blah, blah, blah. And his mom walks up to me. We call her Tiki. So his mom, I've been knowing Tiki since I was a kid. Same thing. Yeah. Tiki walks up. She said, hey, G, she said, glasses. She see me. She's like, hey, I haven't seen her in about probably 11 months. I seen her once in a few years, but I seen her. She saw me. She ran. She hugged me. G. Hey, glasses, what's going on? She was like, I told him you was going to come. Olivia came to me and told me you was going to be here. Mm. Olivia is my mom, right? Mm. She passed away 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. She seen me. She said, I, I told him you was going to be here. Feel me? Olivia told me you was going to be here. Mm. This lady knew my mama. See? Yeah. That's gangbanging. Gangbanging... It, gang banging ain't the action; it's the reason behind the action. Anybody, any motherfucker, could commit crime. Everybody commits crime. Yeah. Why you commit crime is gang banging. That's what it's about. It's that relationship. Real question. Yeah. No, no, it's a real question. Quick, King's laughing at me before I even get the question. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe this shit? King, <laughs> no respect. I'm like Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> over here. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Hey, you have to look at the video because you held up your finger. <laughs> I held up a finger. Talk about one second. What, one like second. one question. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> Is there an element within the culture where, like, you might get a guy who feels like he needs to prove something in some capacity, everybody's different, whatever, 
where they ha- where they want to take it upon themselves to perform an act to validate the degree to which they want to be either accepted or want to demonstrate the, their desire to be there. Which brings me t- to this conversation. When you don't grow up within that culture, when you don't grow up with these people, mm-hmm. that's that type of nigga. Yep. Gotcha. That type of person is the person that's the worst. Like, you're not from there, so you got a chip on your shoulder. So it's a nigga that's going to put the hood, he's going to blast the hood on his face big. Yeah. He's going to be so ready to shoot everything and go on every mission because there's no love there. That person who didn't grow up in the culture, who didn't grow up in the neighborhood, the soil, because the root of culture is the root of culture is not your skin. The root of culture is the land, that way of life you defend. My focus is to us. Y'all focus is to them. That's a rap. I rap that in a rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The root of culture is not your skin. The root of culture is the land. So how we come up on the seven is because of the dirt that raised us. It's nothing to do with flags or bandanas. It's, it's because of how we come up. So the worst type of person that you're talking about is that person who not really from around here. Yeah. So they putting it on extra yeah. to show they belong. Yeah. But what happens is their banging is brought up in hate because they don't have love. They don't know nobody. Yeah. They don't know. My little homie son, Troy, watch boy. Big difference. I had watch boy, his mama and his daddy, my big homie Moon, my big homie girl Toya, I held him as a baby. He was a baby. Yeah. I held him. I think it's 20 something now. Ain't nothing he could do that's going to make me that man. I love that little nigga. I don't fuck what he talking about. Yeah. I held you as a baby, nigga. I wiped your nose. I bought you shit off the ice cream truck. Yeah. My little homeboy, Baby Drake, my little homeboy, Baby J, Marquita's son, they call him Lizard, Lizzie. I've been watching him since he was two or three. When she went to go do something, I watched him in the yard. Mm-hmm. That's what gangbanging. That's the gangbanging part. That's the part that where if you do something to Baby J, I've been watching him since he was two or three. You don't think I'm finna do something to your body? Not to mention when you in that fishbowl, feel me, that fishbowl of poverty that's in the center of where we from. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Like, I ain't, what am I protecting my life from? This is all I got. And New Jack City, when Nino at the beginning of the movie, they theme with them, the Cash Money Brothers was, we all we got. Yeah. That was they thing. We all we got. That was, feel me, they loved each other. Then Nino got some money. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> and Nino got some bitches. <laughs> yeah. And Nino got this big business. Yeah. Nino got all this shit popping. Well, guess what? We ain't all we got no more. Yeah. Now G money's expendable. And he love other shit. Now G money expendable. And to your point, he let Ice T character in there. That's what fucked G money up because yeah. the family broke up. The family was broken up at that point. So, so again, right? Back to that point. I had that argument. Back to your point earlier. I digress. I had that conversation with my OG homies. I say, man. I think we make a mistake because we try to turn everybody into infantry. That's mm-hmm. a mistake. No military, because a gang is the military of a neighborhood. Yeah. Don't make no mistakes. The military of America is a bunch of criminals going out to commit criminal acts and, and, and for the agenda of America. Because mm-hmm. these are all criminal acts. Mm-hmm. To murder somebody is a criminal act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. There ain't no, feel me, like self-defense, if they're, if they're not advancing on you, if you're in a foreign land, I can't go murder you in your house. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's no legal case that gives me the right to murder you in your house. I can't murder you in my house if your back's towards me and you got a gun and in the dark facing the wrong way. Yeah. California sucks. <laughs> that's California, right? Which is fucking... <laughs> that's the cold thing about this thing. Well, like... It's so what makes the gangbangers the worst because literally you got to be a cowboy. Right. Yeah. So, but back to that point, so... You know, to be in another... So make no mistakes, the military. No disrespect to all my people that served in the service. I respect what you do because I do the same thing. But don't try to look down at me like you ain't the same thing I am. We just banging for different places. Mm -hmm. I'm banging for my family like you banging for your family. It's economies of scale. 
feel me? Just scale. That's all. Scale down. Mm-hmm. We protecting our self-interest like you protecting your family self-interest or my family self-interest. I'm protecting mine at this smaller scale. So don't try to look at me like you better than me because we do the same shit. Mm-hmm. We both criminals to some degree. That's going to get me in trouble, but fuck me. No <laughs> better know it. So, they say you can't cancel a crip on this program from can't. time to time. We should have named it so you can't cancel the crip. Can't cancel can't. the crip. Can't cancel the love. <laughs> can't cancel the crip. You can't lose the love. <laughs> and I'm just out there vulnerable as shit. Well, no you, you already been canceled, so you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we, until they I'm accept you. you back in the. In, yeah. You, you cancel Christmas. As white now, <laughs> yeah. so. That's true. I identify That's as white now. We there you go. There we, you go. Yeah. That so out. now you ain't by yourself. That, so by That's himself. good. Yeah, you That's now you ain't by yourself. So moving forward, I told my OG homies, I was like, yo, the mistake, because again, the gang is just the military of the neighborhood. Everybody from the neighborhood from the gang. They from the they from 7th Street. They from 117th Street Watch. Mm-hmm. They just ain't a part of the military. Yep. So my thing is, <laughs> I told my OG that's homies, true. I said, hey, man, I think one of the biggest mistakes that's being made in this is you keep trying to make everybody a part of the infantry. That's a mistake. Everybody's not an infantry. Everybody's not a soldier, a field soldier. Some people should be working. You know, the military got multiple components. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, there's a, there's a whole more intelligence. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> ROTC. <laughs> I'm serious. You just fucking me Hey, up. man. That's what he do, man. Yeah. This is what That's he the real statement like I've made yeah. this whole time, though. But no, no. You made some this, ill though. statements. You made some ill statements. The one about how the mafia would handle their business because I feel that way moving forward. But back to this. So I was telling my older homies, like, we should put some niggas in school to be police. We should make one homie an attorney because we commit crimes. So we need a fucking attorney that none of us got to pay. We need to make some homies the police and get them in this. Them niggas is looking at me as I'm running shit off. Like this nigga here is crazy. You watched Godfather three. And I never watched no Godfather. It's common sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's common sense if you're trying to advance an agenda. That's how I look. I know what it is. You're trying to advance an agenda. You need people. And the Ku Klux Klan is great at this shit. Yeah. The Mason's great at this shit. Yeah. If you're trying to advance an agenda, you need people and places that you can go yeah. to look for. Yeah. Well, like, consider, like, if you were to examine, say, like, do if you were doing a broad study of syndicates, right, you notice... Immediately, like with various mafia international entities and particularly like some of the broader or not broader, but like the bigger like motorcycle gangs in the United States, it takes a very, very long time to be able to be a part of it. You can be an affiliate, an associate, whatever else, but it's a very long process. It's longer than like getting a master's degree from nothing. Yeah. And. Perhaps that might be something where you could say it's advantageous. Let's, let's examine this guy for a few years and see how he handles it. I agree 100%. That's another point. See, you bringing up all the points I bring up to the homies. Mm-hmm. I hate the fact that a nigga could come over to the neighborhood and be down within two minutes of getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. When your homies just literally want to fuck somebody up. I mean, you they look don't at- even know this motherfucker to like him to want him to be around. That's true. I mean, like in the motorcycle gang, gang community. Like yeah, the- you, you have to be... So not just the one percenters, but even all motorcycle gangs, you have to be a prospect for months. Let's look at the one exception to that rule. We need a bigger infantry, bigger infantry, bigger infantry. That'll be the Mongols. Sure. 
the Mongols about that. collapsed of their own weight by polluting their ranks so badly with people that were not examined prior to entrance. Yeah, I don't I don't even know nothing about none of that. So Peter's talking about informants. That I'm not even talking about informants. I'm just the ranks of the Mongols that helped bring them down too. I wasn't I even spe- being that down. specific. I've been seeing them on the freeway all the damn time. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, they out there. It was uh, ever since that, <laughs> ever since that <laughs> Vegas episode, it went down. It went going the other direction. Man. Got into Vegas it. episode. Oh, uh, with the Hell's Angels and Mongols and mm-hmm. all that. And I don't have no. I don't know shit. That sounds like some gang <laughs> shit. That ain't you know nothing to do with us. Hey, that sound like some cold. We got our own problems. I, th- I think the biggest issue with Mongols, from what I understand, at least from the cigar lounges where a bunch of guys who were in the law enforcement side talk about shit, was Mongols inflated their ranks with a bunch of like North Side Avenues and other various people from a, a lot of different like what you might call like trickle down 13 type of clicks throughout LA. Sure. So they got really big and really kind of disorganized in the way they operated. And then they got so big, they said, you know what? You guys are full of 13s. So Sereno said, you guys are going to have to be kind of pressure like what they did with 18th street. And they were like, nah, you were a biker gang. You can't press us. And now, apparently, from what I understand from a couple of guys who were guards, the lounge was, if you are a Mongol, you do not want to fucking get put inside because you are on monitor. So it's a, green light. On, like, it's a green light on Oh, big time. Mm, They're like, you are on crazy. borrowed time. I've heard of this shit. That's crazy. There'd be a whole world of thugging going on. You have no idea. Oh, it'd be some stuff. Crazy. And, that's, and that's from guards. So guards tend to so know yeah, kind of what's yeah, going yeah. on. Okay, so I... Back to the points I was telling my homies all this shit about organizing and, and putting it together and making it make sense and making it be purposeful. Niggas thought I was crazy. Oh, man, you tripping. I'm like, well, it makes sense to me, so I don't fuck what y'all think. So I didn't say nothing. I just thought that. But I realized, and we've had this conversation, I think it was based off of a, we had a conversation about a, what was it, about oppression, oppressors? Yeah. And we talked about, I was telling you, I grew up right Compton and watched my whole life down Alameda. It's all these factories. And I know they built these houses for the people that worked in those factories. Because mm-hmm. that's how you build, you know, urban communities or towns. You build them around industries and businesses, especially something that was that old. The problem is nobody I know that lives in those communities work in those warehouses, mm-hmm. in those factories. And I said, I, I thought to myself, like, I always thought I should talk to Asia Brown, who's the mayor of Compton. Like, and I don't think this is something she could do because it probably is beyond the law. But really, as the gangs should go press, like, like Big Sag, Baby Gangsta, a couple of the niggas that's from over there, that's from all the different gangs, Santana's, the Spook Towns, the Cages, the, all the gangs should come together and create a committee. You could easily do that. Right? Create a committee mm-hmm. and then go to all of those warehouses and factories and say, hey, man, if 65% of the people that don't that work in these factories don't live in these communities you won't have a factory mm-hmm. this shit will magically get burned down god will send down a lightning bolt and burn this shit down because that's what god will do yeah. god will do and that. we know him we his people <laughs> so yeah that to me is a solution and i agree that's where we don't use the power i think gangbanging is the biggest cultural opportunity we have like we could literally move everything again like i said a gang is 
is uh, areas or uh, neighborhoods or uh, sections, it's their military. Yeah. Yet it's only used for war. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the Sicilian roots of the mafia are basically that. It was effectively like rural sharecropping type of type of economy on the island. And people were so poor they couldn't sustain themselves. And that was like the Omerta was like basically because, look, we're all on a fucking island. If anyone figures out who robbed so this guy. Omerta is like don't snitch. Yeah, that's the, that's okay. the code of silence. It's the original don't snitch. Yeah. But they, but they try to get that to, like, that's something we came up with. I keep telling them we ain't come up with shit. <laughs> we just called it something different. Omerta. We, we took up. We took up. All good. We took up... Uh, we took up some of the ideas, not even on purpose. I think it was just natural. I think a lot of it's but, just human behavior. But I think, but I think, black people are history, right? Culturally, is so fucked up at a certain place that it stops that very few people could trace back pre-slave ships, pre-stuff like that to get back to a good place of good history. Yeah. Most people can't get past. From what I understand from all my Jamaican friends, is the barriers, the islands, like. Andre, I used to do the the old podcast with. He's like, "Oh, I know my family roots." It's da 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 da, and he went and took a twenty three and Me test and was like down to the percent. Yeah. I'm like, he goes, "Yeah, when the paperwork disappeared from the islands to the mainland." So, again, so history, right, is your biggest friend. How much you study history. Mm -hmm. So all of these things, even in our community, is available. We just kind of tend to shy away from history. The best dudes who do everything in our culture are history buffs. Dr. Dre is one of the best motherfuckers you ever want to talk to about records. Dr. Dre know records from the 50s, 40s, 30s. Dr. Dre, 2001 is a bunch of fucking uh, 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 classical ideas transformed into gangster rap. Feel me? The Chronic is fucking funk. Like, this motherfucker is the best with records. Puffy is great with records. These dudes are fantastic with records. Michael Jackson is a combination of multiple legends. Dean, feel me? Uh, false. By false. Uh, by false. You know, all of those guys, he's a combination. So the most powerful people, uh, nobody knows more about boxing than Tyson Fury. You know, like, the, the best people that do anything, they know the game. They know the history of the game they playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's the thing that gangs tend to shy away from. I mean, obviously, gangbanging don't take much discipline. So, you, you know, it's not, you're not going to get the best from school. Because yeah. school is all about discipline, right? So you're not going to get the best of, of disciplined people for the most part because, again, like I agree with you, it's the easiest thing to get involved. You get beat up for a couple minutes now and you win. I mean, and on top of that, it's like, there's a lot of ego and pride involved in that. Yeah. And there's a certain hubris to adopt the mentality that either A, you're the first person to do something because you probably aren't, or B, you have the best idea of how to do something up until now that nobody ever had before, and your ideas are all better than the other ones that either succeeded or failed before you. That is also probably doomed to fail more often than it is. 100%. Mm -hmm. the, the, the smartest business of... 2022 is convenient still. I mean, everybody wants things conveniently done. Mm -hmm. It's all about convenience. Um, Uber is a company that don't own cars at all and don't have employees truly, but they created a business of hooking people up that need to make money that own cars with people that have money that need a ride. Yeah. 
And That's Amazon effectively doesn't own stores. Exactly. Amazon, well, yeah, exactly. The grocery store stuff, they try, I think they're trying to, but I don't even know the I think they the, just want central distribution centers. The point of so, sale so is they, all off-site. No, in Seattle, they got actual grocery They got oh, some they here, do? too. Good Lord. But it's smart, though, because maybe that's just a better use of the space. Mm. What, if, what, if, what if Jeff and them using the front of the store just like, well, you know what? We got the front of the store anyway, but we still doing our thing like Pete saying central out the back anyway, but we got the front. For sure. That's brilliant. Yeah. So brilliant use of space. It's double efficiency. Yeah, so, again, I think, I think the confusion with gangbanging is what's going on. And what it is is it's a bunch of poor people who love each other because that's all they got. So then they put pride and ego up front. Everybody in the gang just want to be something. The little dude that marked up Nip Mural, you passed up 760s you could have shot mm. to go mark on that mural. Mm-mm-mm. That's how we would make our name back in the day. Got to rewind what he just said because, see, that's very big. Yeah, because if you know the, where families in 60s at, right, mm. they're, they're close, but you're going to pass a lot of 60s to get to that mural. Yeah. So you could have killed you seven probably niggas. passed a lot of murals together. I mean, there's like forty <laughs> murals of this guy in that neighborhood area. But that mural is. The I most. need to get to that one. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. you passed. That's it. where that's but where the they hang is, out every day too, and I know they take pride in this. Yeah. So now, if I put my name here, everybody knows me. But see, true. The thing that makes that weird to me, right? Because I'm not one of the advocates on. Oh well, you know they disrespected Nip. They kill each other. The founders of sixties are. They're really the worst enemies. The eight trades and sixties grow up together, so they still got passes. Families in sixties, it's gonna be bare minimum passes. It's gonna be war. They gonna kill each other on site. That's what they do. They they do their stuff for real. But to me, if you root it in it, that's what gives you the thing to where it ain't about being popular. Mm-hmm. That's a popular move. Mm-hmm. True. I want to be a popular game member. That's not. I want to be a representative of families and and and. and you know, uh, avenge all of my pain and anguish of my friends that have been murdered or my friends' friends that have been murdered mm-hmm. about what happened. That's like, I want to be popular for being a family. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you would be popular because you would be doing your stuff and you'd be popular amongst the community as a, as a soldier from this area. Mm-hmm. That made him popular around the world. Mm-hmm. And again, <laughs> I pray for the young boy because he's a he's a young, he's a baby, 20, 21 years old. You don't know. And, and it's worse today with kids because 21 and Marvin Gaye and them day, them niggas probably had gray hair already. Mm-hmm. 21 today is probably 13. Mm. They True. act like 13-year-olds. Dang. True. True shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I watch a lot of these dudes and they like, they 21 ain't really 21 at all. Right. I'm looking at pictures of all them old singers at 21. Them niggas was already balding. Yeah. They had families. Yeah. Niggas had a job and working for 10 years, 10, 10 years or tenured I on a job. Martin Luther King was 50, 60 something. Yeah. Martin Luther King looked old. Martin Luther King was barely 40. I think 30, like 39 30 or something. something. 38. Yeah. Martin Luther King looked crazy. He looked like he was 70. Yeah, they yeah. said the age of adolescence is 32 now. I believe That's it. just a real wow. thing now. That's they a real said, study. Times are tough. So you might not move out of your house till you're 32. So again. Your mama's house. No, so my again, house. That's the, I mean, you know, black people, we never did it the same way because you yeah, might yeah, go had 17, economic, yeah, 16. We didn't, wow. Yeah, they, you but had to get your ass a body. Economically, the age of adolescence is 32 now. I believe that's it. That's old. So again, <laughs> back to the point. I don't mean they brain function. So when you start taking in what gangbanging is about, you what you're seeing is you're not always seeing gangbanging. You're seeing people represent. Like you're seeing. Mm. 
You're seeing ideas of it, like slight ideas. Like I'm telling you, that dude who go too hard, he not from over there. He like a lot of these dudes are missing the love of it. Mm. Is another element of that aspect of being How do you like, love a stranger? Like how do what killed me is some dude that got like if you from somewhere right. you didn't grow up with these people, what fuels you up to go like what fuels me up to go shoot at niggas that I was shooting at was <laughs> how much I loved Ducky or how much I love Lil J. Yeah. I got one for Mook right now. You know what that is? <laughs> That's the male equivalent of the stripper with no dad. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.